you got a funny story for me, Tegan. Yes, Mike. Let me tell you a story. Tell to- me a story. Today, today, me and my good friend Spencer, we went out to Spotlight. Oh, yep. Spotlight, for those who are not Australians, is like a purely like a fabric store. They also sell like craft and costumes and general other household goods, mainly decorations. Anyway, went out to Spotlight because I had to buy a bolt of fabric. Um, now, I didn't know what a bolt of fabric is, but it's just a lot of fabric on a roll. Yeah, I had to buy a bolt of fabric. You can't buy giant nuts of fabric and I'm disappointed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I went out there and I went to go buy some fabric and my family and I have been going to Spotlight for quite some time. Uh-huh. Um, my grandma being a very crafty lady, she used to own her own business making kids clothing. Anyway, we went into Spotlight and everything was fine and I got the things and then Spencer and I went to the checkout and then the lady behind the thing, she was like... Oh, hey, you're such and such's kid. I recognize you because of the last name. And I was like, yeah, hey, how are you? And she's like, I'm great. Um, How's the family? I'm like, oh, family's good. You know, they're just doing what they do. Yeah. And she's like, how's Tanique? And I'm like, oh, Tanique's great. She's just about to have a baby. Like, my little sister is Whoa. pregnant. Okay, sorry. Baby announcement on the podcast. <laughs> my little sister is about to have a little bab in August. So, that's very exciting. Um, And so, I was talking about that. And then she's like, yeah... Bless Tanique. I've never known a kid to suffer so much as a child. What? And to that, I was like, oh, I thought she did all right. Like, I yeah, I yeah, she was the youngest kid, but she was okay. She's like, oh, no, because of her rheumatoid arthritis. Oh. And I was like, uh-huh, okay. And then just changed the subject because my sister has never had arthritis, and I don't know what this lady uh, got that from. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't hear of your sister having that. No, my sister is, like, 24. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, and, uh, anyway, and then just changed the subject. Well, maybe she was mixed up. Maybe, but I don't know. After that, I just, I messaged mum. Well, I messaged Tanique first and was like, hey, some lady said that you suffered greatly because of your arthritis as a small child. And then Tanique just went, I have arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the appropriate response. <laughs> and then I asked mom if she's spreading, spreading rumors about Tanique at Spotlight. <laughs> she's like, no. And I don't even know who, who, what child has arthritis. Anyway. Maybe there's another kinder family out there. I don't know. But it was so bizarre and it just cracked me up for the whole day because i'm like where did this lady get this whole idea that my sister has arthritis wild yeah (laughs) that's well that's a good and fun story i'm glad your sister doesn't have arthritis yeah no my little sister doesn't have arthritis very happy about that Uh, yeah it was just just so bizarre this lady who i barely recognized when you venture i always think when i leave my house It's like stepping into, stepping out into the world is like stepping into the battle box. You just never know what's going to (laughs) happen. It's totally unpredictable. (laughs) It's totally unpredictable. Some cash out, some checkout lady at Spotlight is going to tell me that my sister has arthritis. Oh, well, she has a baby, not arthritis lady. So get your facts straight. And we have all of the facts here in front of us because this is... Tegan and Spike, spot, 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 big AMA episode. Oh, it's the big one. It's the big one where we catch up on the many myriad 
ask me anything that we have missed. Oh, uh, we missed way too many to the point where we had to not do some today because... Yeah, I, I actually have no idea. We've already been recording for a little bit. Uh, who knows how long this episode will be? Who knows how much time we have, but we're just going to smash through it. We're probably going to miss a bunch of important details, people's names, all sorts of business is going down the drain. But we, we've got the funny bits. I hope so. <laughs> At least some of them. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first, Tigo? Okay, yeah, I'll go first. All right. Who you got? I've got Ribot's AMA. Oh, yes. Kicking it off strong. Yeah. All right. Main I thought, event. I thought we should. I thought we should. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we all know that the frog's going to take it this year. The so. frog's going to take it. So, so do tell me. What's okay. the inside scoop? Someone asked what gave them the idea for the frog-themed bot. Yep. And they just said 33 screaming frogs. So... We will link a video. <laughs> oh, but, there's a video? Yeah. It's the one that I started playing today and you were like... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was Tegan, like... Tegan, there's a video. I was like, turn that off. I'm <laughs> trying to concentrate. <laughs> and I did not even put together that you were doing the Ribot AMA and that was really? somehow related. I thought you were just looking up memes. I mean, yeah, I was. <laughs> it was research. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't realize that was a work-related video. <laughs> okay, great. Um, I also found out that Ribot have a really fun tradition in their team that every time they win a match, they agree to use some of the team budget to go out for dinner at In-N-Out. Oh, that's nice. I know. How lovely is that? I feel like a lot of teams have the team tradition of like milkshakes after the win. Oh, milkshakes are good. Yeah. I really wish Australia had In-N-Outs. I want to try it so bad. Yeah, me too. We're missing out on that. We got our very first Taco Bell like a year ago and I still haven't been. What have we got that America doesn't? Um, Because it ain't Henny Penny, (laughs) I'll tell you what. Do they have Henny Penny? (laughs) No, I mean, they they don't have Henny Penny, but they're not missing out. I don't know, that gravy's pretty good. (laughs) No. Okay. No, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, I don't know, what do we have that they don't have? A a Porto? No. No. Zambrero? No, I feel like Zambrero's everywhere. Um, it's not Subway. (laughs) Sure, shit ain't Subway. Yeah, maybe our Subway is better. Maybe they they're missing out on Australian Subway. Uh, I know that our Maccas we have heaps more salads and like salad wraps and oh, grilled look. chickens and stuff. But I, I I can't think about takeaway anymore. We have lots of fish and chip shops where you can get um. Yeah, we have good fish and chip shops. Good fish and chip shops. But I don't know. I feel like our fa- like our independent fast food franchises in Australia are kind of lacking. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Tell me more about the frog. (laughs) Yeah, so, go back to the frog. Did they have any other attachments that they thought of building but scrapped? Right. They said a drum, a flipper, a hammer, overhead bar spinner, but they were all thrown out because they didn't want to be overly ambitious. I really want to see a frog with a hammer. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) That's definitely a dream you need to bring to life, effective or not. Um, someone was asked who they'd love to face in the battle box and who would they dread. They said that they would like to face Lockjaw. Okay. And they are very scared of huge Sawblaze, Hydra, Tombstone, and Uppercut. But hey, they beat Uppercut, so... <laughs> yeah, sort of that. But I feel like all of those fears are pretty pretty okay. Yeah, yeah, that, those sense. are founded fears. Yeah. Um, how long can Ribot stay submerged underwater? <laughs> Yeah, this is an important... I mean, we did discuss <laughs> underwater battle bots, so... Yeah. Water is a speed controller's greatest weakness. It's yeah. Very, it's super effective. <laughs> it's super effective, yeah. 
They're working on some logistics for shirts. When they'll be available, they'll let us know. So everyone keep your eyes peeled for some Ribot merch. Nice. Get onto that. Someone asked, so you guys are the WPI team. What's it like being the team from Paul Ventimiglia's school? I think that's a pretty good question. We've all heard stories of him in our freshman robotics class and walk by one of his non-combat robotics quite a bit. But other than that, we don't hear about him too much. He graduated like eight years ago. Yeah, he's just so, a school legend. Well, yeah, I guess. They talk about him in freshman. And I wonder what his non-combat robot is. I really wanted Paul to be... Sorry to ignore that question entirely. Let me go back to that. I like to think that it's something super redundant. It just, like, counts how many people enter a room. Yeah, I think you can just get a laser to do that. Is a laser not a robot? <laughs> <laughs> Asking the important questions here <laughs> on Butts, Butts, Butts. Is a laser not a robot? <laughs> I'm going to look up the definition. I feel like I should have looked up the definition of a robot maybe before starting a podcast on them. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> let's let's move along. It's probably not. Um, no, but I really wanted Paul to be like... You know, when you like hear about like, f- um, like frat parties or whatever. Not that I think that... Um, Ribot would be in a frat. <laughs> okay. Um, you hear frat parties, and there's like the legendary, like oh yeah, like the frat king. Yeah, like the people that are like uh, legacies or whatever. Yeah, I don't know, but I wanted him to be that, and he would like come to parties, and be like, "What's up, my dudes? This is how you party or something." But I mean, maybe he does. Maybe there's they're just robotic themed frat parties, and they're not really how you imagine. They're just more of a study session. I don't. <laughs> no, a robot team party harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> the top shell is made from 16-inch poly... I wish I could say this word. Um, poly... Eth- ethylene? Yeah, polyethylene. That I sounds right. So. Show uh-huh. me. Yeah, polyethylene. Yeah, look, big words are not my forte, all right? <laughs> you got it. And last question that they had... Well, last two questions they had was, how much time and effort does it take to do both school and roboting? Uh, They said it depends heavily on the class we're taking. I know for me, it hasn't been the worst thing. All that really changes is that I spend less time playing video games and instead stay up till absurd hours doing design work. Finals are definitely rough, though. And last question that I have for the Ribot team. Look, they had lots of questions. We'll leave a link, obviously. There'll be links to all of these AMAs. There's just no way we can cover them all. Yeah. Um, Last question I had from them was pineapple on pizza. And oh, important. The, the answer was pineapple on pizza slaps and anyone who disagrees is wrong. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah. So that's all I got for the robot boys. That's great. Who you got? Well, I got the opposing school. We got MIT here. Oh, okay. We got Uppercut. And I will say in their, in their intro to this AMA, they referred to... <laughs> The MIT teams as the MIT dynasty. Oh, okay. Which is very cool. Sure. Uh, they also mentioned that Yo-Yo Factory, one of their sponsors, made uppercut yo-yos this year. Shit. Which is very cool. And, oh yeah, and also that one of their other sponsors, Equal Zero Designs, does their drivetrain controller. And it is called a Rage Bridge, which I just thought was great that there is a component in uppercut called a rage bridge now because that's good that's a good thing to have in your combat robot the, 
Rage Bridge just makes me feel like it's a bridge that doesn't really go anywhere, but you just walk across it when you're really angry. Yeah. It's like, God, God. This is my, I'm really annoyed today. I'm going to go pence. I'm going to go pace on my Rage Bridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's nice to know that there's one of them in a robot. All right. So, on to the questions. There was a question about the interview after the fight with Gemini that implied the robot had been in storage all year with no work done on it. They said, this is partly true. The robot is locked in storage at the MIT lab due to COVID, but they were able to build new motors for it in a separate shop and attach them once it shipped to LA. So it was a bit of a miracle that it actually worked. Cool. Uh, Not only did they make their own motors, I found out, but they also made their own speed controllers with their own software on board, which is why Uppercut is so powerful and spins up so quickly. They made their own software. They made their own motors. They made their own speed Speed controllers controllers with their own software on the speed controllers. That's... And so that's why Uppercut is as good as it is. That's just wild. So much effort. That's That's some secret sauce right there. Oh, my God. Uh, somebody asked about the secret to fast brushless spin-up, and they said their motors have enough torque to open, like, seven pickle jars, and they're not talking about the little ones, they're talking about the big gallon ones as well. <laughs> How just... do you measure that? How yeah, you... I, I think that was an estimate. Um... <laughs> How much, oh yeah, cool car, man. How many pickle jars can this open? Yeah. <laughs> How many... <laughs> Yeah, look. Check out this baby. Goes from one pickle jar to 60. (laughs) I don't think that's going to replace horsepower anytime soon, but it's a nice measurement. Uh, Honestly, though, encoders and mounting them in a way that they can't fall off and get sucked into the motor. So the encoders are like the things that sit near the motor that measure the motor's position and speed so that you can have it running really well. Because if you know which position the motor is in and how fast it's going, I guess you can control it better. That tracks. Makes sense. But if you have those sensors and they're near the motor and they fall off and get sucked into the motor, that's pretty bad. That's bad for the (laughs) robot. This this kills the robot. (laughs) Uh, they said the hardest, somebody asked for the hardest robot for them to beat, and they said Chomp. We appreciate its design too much and wouldn't be willing to spin up our blade. <laughs> That's really nice. Yeah, I would like to see that fight. <laughs> just them ro- just driving around. <laughs> yeah, just, just driving in tandem in, in uh, brain, brain words. <laughs> yeah, no, cool. I love I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to cut this bit, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it in. Why not? Somebody asked, is it true that they almost beat Bite Force last year by splitting his frame? And they said, it is true. It's hard to say exactly how close they were, but there were cracks running down the center of the frame and the weapon shaft was broken. So that's brutal. That's pretty hectic. They almost took out Bite Force. Hey, I... Someone's gotta. <laughs> Somebody asked, how many blades do they have? They said, unfortunately, they didn't have time to finish all 68 blades for this season's <laughs> robot. <laughs> <laughs> However, they do have three. They have the fist, the bar, and the hoop, which we haven't seen yet. The bar and the hoop are more destructive. And when asked what the hoop was, they said, just imagine a big flywheel with a tooth on it. Oh, uh, the hoop sounds friggin' sick. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the hoop. Yeah. Hey, it sounds good. And finally, which one of the team has the strongest actual uppercut? The three teammates that replied said, Mason, Mason, Mason for sure. Oh, all right. Mason's the strongest. I'm not sure exactly which one Mason is, but I assume he's the one that has the controller with the spread 
the the data on it. Are you thinking of Ribot? I'm thinking of Ribot. <laughs> he looks like he's got a good uppercut. <laughs> All right, I don't know which one Mason is then. Way to get your bots mixed up, yeah, bro. Yeah, look, it's been a. We've looked at too many AMAs <laughs> at this point. Me and Tegan have been researching AMAs all day, and it's now 8 56 p.m. <laughs> so here is uh, Tegan's next AMA. All right, I got the all of the glory to do the Mad Catter AMA. Hit me. Ask us all of your burning questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, first question is, is Martin Mason as much of a ham when teaching as he is on BattleBots? So they said he definitely carries a lot of energy while teaching, but not as much as on TV. More of a, oh yeah, rather than a, oh yeah. That's very good. <laughs> what killed the weapon fighting Tombstone and later Rotator? It seems like the weapon goes strong until a few hits in and then is dead in the water. They answered saying, our weapon is underpowered, so it overheats quickly. It does fine in testing, but having to spin up a bunch of times in quick succession overheats the motors very fast. We plan on improving the weapon for next year. And then someone asked, how large is Mad Catter from wedge to tail? And they said, Mad Catter is about three feet wide and two and a half feet long. Yeah. Okay. So... Average bot size. Average but, bot size. But that's a good reference, is three feet by two feet. I mean, considering we have friends, like, it's probably half I mean, of I you. don't know. Is that average bot size anymore? With the advent of Smee and Mammoth and Huge, what is the average bot size now? <laughs> it's definitely gone up. Oh, yeah. There is no average bot size anymore. No. <laughs> okay. And then someone said, I've heard you... Oh, hang on, Spike. This is the one that I was really excited to share with you. Someone said, I've heard you shot a video firing a rifle at Mad Catter's front armor. What? Is that true? And then they said, we fired a 22 LR. Okay. Um, 22 long rifle. Yeah. So, and then there's a bunch of numbers here that I'm just going to read out to you. Uh, 7.69 by 39, both lead and steel 12 gauge slugs. And 5.56. Oh my god. The 5.56 tungsten was the only thing to go through the front armor. And okay, then, so like armor piercing 5.56. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think they have names like green tip and black tip. I'm not sure which is tungsten. I don't know, but they said going to the shop to see if I can get a picture, and then I couldn't see any picture anywhere, so oh, I don't bummer. know if they found it. We might have to just do a bit more digging for that, but yeah, they fired a gun at Mac. Several? <laughs> yeah. That is an interesting... Did, was that before they fought, or just after? Uh, no, no, I have no further information we for will, you. We will continue to look into that. <laughs> but that one I read, and I was like... Who's firing a gun at their robot? <laughs> just for testing purposes. Just in case you fight double jeopardy. I mean, the steel slug, that that's applicable, I feel. I mean, yeah. Well, if double jeopardy come in with a 5.56 tungsten round, then they're going to be able to pierce that front armor of Mac Yeah, if, if, the, <laughs> if the other robot has an assault rifle on top, then you should be worried. <laughs> Maybe more about your safety than the robots. <laughs> yeah, probably. If you could fight any oppo- opponent, then who would you want to fight? And then they said, personally, I would love to fight Uppercut. We fought WPI and we'd love to take out MIT. <laughs> Nelly the Ellie Bot is also high on their list. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be a good fight. They're definitely coming after the schools. Oh, yeah. Community college for the win. Yeah, then someone asked what college they actually are from. Because I don't think That's I ever knew. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah, I don't know either. Uh, they're from Mount San Antonio Community College. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So they're just, you know, doing it, doing it from the community college. And I love that. When is Martin Mason going to debut in WWE or AWE? I mean, or AEW. I'll take him as a manager or commentator. I just want the t- the timetable so I know when to tune in. And then they wrote, Martin Mason commentates our Southern California combat robot events. Come check them out and watch the streams. So you can watch Martin Mason commentate the South California combat robotic events. Yeah, wow. Okay, so Martin Mason... Actually, as a commentator, that is a dream come true. I know, right? I'd I love need to, to see look that. into this. Yeah. This is a revelation. So, yeah, they have streams we can watch. We should try and find some links to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then they asked, where do you get your energy from? And it's just the tears of college students. <laughs> oh, brutal. Some people also wrote coffee and Red Bull, but that was my favorite answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's Martin Mason's answer. <laughs> His was actually coffee. He's a- <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. This is my last question for Mad Catter. I feel like it was quite important. This Where did just- the pro wrestling persona come from? Is Martin Mason like that all the time? They replied with, doing this is fighting robots in China. Yeah. That was a great show with really fun production. They wanted us to wear cute cat ears, etc. That wasn't going to fly. No. So we made some wardrobe modifications and I kept pushing my persona more and more and production was just nuts. So I feel like to avoid dressing up as a cute cat boy, Martin Mason was like, no, I'm just going to like- He had to go the macho route. He had to go the macho man Randy Savage route. He was like, no, you don't want me as a cat. You want me as Randy Savage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's funny because we- we first kind of saw Martin Mason watching This Is Fighting Robots. Yeah, that was my first time I had ever met the man in the television screen. Yeah, <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I loved it. I instantly fell in love with that persona. Yeah. And it was interesting. Like, he really did just ramp it up. It's just been ramping up. Oh, yeah. And it's really peaking. <laughs> I love it. It's doing a very good job. Well, that's awesome. I, yeah. I really enjoy that. So I love that that's kind of where that came from, was just him going, no, I'm not doing cat ears. That ain't happening. All right. Well, I'm going to slow it down, so to speak, here. I have a more technical-minded AMA with Gruff here. So I would like to discuss with you a lot of questions about Gruff's reliability and drive issues, first of all. Okay, cool. Let me just settle in. <laughs> Let's, yeah, settle in. Let me just fold my fingers one but, over the other. <laughs> yeah. Get a nice hand cradle yes. and listen in. So they had an experimental drive chain this season to make weight for a second flamethrower. This season was spent working out the kinks of that experimental drive chain and how to fix it for next season. So that explains a lot of the drive issues that we saw on Graph. Okay, cool. Yep. There was also a lot of questions about the flamethrowers. I would assume so. That is their main weapon. Yes. <laughs> so the best improvement that would be made is not snapping off the tips of their igniters. So that's what goes wrong when we see that Gruff can't ignite anymore. The tip of their igniter is snapping off for oh, some right. reason. I don't really understand. It must just be very fragile, I guess. Yeah. 
Currently they're about as good as they can be within the safety rules for BattleBots. The fuel tank size restrictions and their current setup allows it to only run for about 30 seconds before starting to run out of fuel. Oh. So, yeah, that's a real bummer. I mean, it it makes sense super dangerous to have a big fuel tank inside of a BattleBot. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, if your robot is mainly flamethrower. Yeah, the thing is that... Flamethrowers aren't considered a primary weapon in the rules of BattleBots. They made an exception for Graf. Hectic. But I feel like Graf is so good. I really hope that they give flame. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm so for safety. Like, I think safety is number two. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, damage is number one. Okay, okay, safety no, third. <laughs> no, no, no. In all Aesthetics serious. Aesthetics and damage first. <laughs> And then safety. Yeah, and then safety. No, but- wait, no, wait. Before safety, <laughs> just chuck in. <laughs> no, let, let me reiterate. Safety is extremely important. However, I feel like Gruff has proven that, you know, flame bots are awesome. And if there is in any way a way to make it safer and allow Gruff to have more fuel, that would be awesome. That is all I have to say. So, I found out what fuel they use they use pure propane rather than propane and butane i always wondered about this so they use pure protein pro pure protein (laughs) pure propane yes okay (laughs) got it (laughs) no it's um it's uppercut that uses pure protein i'm pretty sure (laughs) pure protein yep man too many p's this is gonna be one puppy episode so there was a reddit user called Engineer, I thought I'd say his name because he asked some really interesting questions about forced air and map gas and stuff. And I'm like, okay, you're an actual engineer. That's interesting. And Gruff's response was, the burners started out as three weed burners. So, you know, the kind that you just burn weeds with? Like in the garden? Oh, sorry. I... Whew, no, you... You took a different avenue <laughs> Yeah, there. my brain went to a okay. very different apparatus. <laughs> you were like, wait, how? With the, how with the glass? <laughs> no, no, no. Not those kind of weed burners. I'm talking about the kind in the garden. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah, okay. I understand what you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah. So, the, the current manifolds are designed by Sam. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You've just lost it. Yeah, it's just because... Oh, I never... Sorry. No, uh, although that would be cool. I just got completely sidetracked for a second. That is not what they were based on, no. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. (laughs) All right. So, so they don't use forced air. They utilize the Venturi effect, which, as you saw earlier, I had to look up because I didn't know what the Venturi effect is. But it's basically if you have, uh, <laughs> you right, you you good? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Having yeah. a good time here. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even think I'm. I I don't think I'm smart enough to explain the Venturi effect on a podcast. I'm not. It was physicist. something about fluids bursting. <laughs> The fluids bursting? No, no, you've thrown people off. It, it was like if if there's a if there's air pressure in a tube, it sucks more air in. It, it makes the flame go further. I, that's what I gathered. Uh, it's just about ventilation. That's why they have those holes. If they didn't have those holes in the back of Gruff's burners, they wouldn't work as well. Yeah, right. That is that is the Venturi effect. They have a layer of fireproof material under the top armor, which is something we were wondering about. Yeah, what kind of material? I wonder. Fireproof. 
Yeah, I know, but I used to work well, look, in- They didn't say. <laughs> Kevlar, probably. Probably Kevlar. Look, I'm just going to say Kevlar is not the best fireproof. Oh, there are better ones. There are better ones. Okay, well- they need, to, they need to look into some- I don't know what it's actually called, but it's not Kevlar and it's better than Kevlar and it's quite pretty and very nice. So there also were questions about have they had troubles with the tanks freezing in the past? Because if you have a, a pressurized tank of like propane, then when when the propane gets ejected from that tank, like through the flamethrower nozzles, what happens is you know how you like spray deodorant upside down or whatever? You know how any pressurized air can Yeah, when or you used to give yourself frosties when you're a Oh, teenager. oh my god, I forgot about that. I mean, I never did that because I'm not an idiot. No, you don't do it to yourself. You do it to other people, sorry. That's awful. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know you in high school. You had a pretty rough high school. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But yeah, so so when you have a pressurized canister and you eject some of that stuff, it, it has a cooling effect. And obviously, if your tanks cool down, they have less pressure. So they were thinking, is that a problem? And this was actually really interesting to me. They had this problem in the past, but what they did is they moved the tanks under the hottest part of the flame on the bot. So it has this synergy effect where the flame keeps the tanks warm and pressurized and the tanks also cool the inside of the robot. That's pretty smart. It's amazing, right? That's, hey, look. That's engineering. That's science, baby. That's some science, baby. (laughs) That is, yeah, there's some science in graph. Anyway, I really liked that. Also, they mentioned an attachment called the Spear of Destiny, which is, <laughs> yeah, that's seen in Bounty Hunters, so we uh, have to watch that later. Yeah, we totally need to catch up we're on missing, Bounty Hunters. We're missing out on the Spear of Destiny. <laughs> I gotta watch that so bad. And finally, I have here the origin of the name Graf. So, Sam's dad used to read Billy Goat Graf to Sam as a kid. And it seemed like the appropriate name for a tough bot that would knock down the troll, in brackets, spinners, off the bridge. Plus, he actually had a billy goat as a kid. Oh, I love that with so much of my soul. I thought you would. <laughs> it's so nice. It's really good. Oh, that's adorable. All right. Let's keep going. It's my turn to do the Valkyrie AMA. First question off the rank. What is the bottom of the weapon shaft made out of... To scrape slash glide along the floor. Oh, good question. The bottom of the weapon shaft is UHMW skid pad. Skid pad. Skid pad. I love it. Yeah. It reminds me, you remember the um, skid boards that you used to be able to get? People still get them. No, I don't know a skid board. Oh, they sound familiar. It's like the ones that you take and you can like, it's kind of looks like a surfboard, but it just, you just put it on like the very thinnest amount of water on the beach. Oh. So when the waves go out, you can like skid across the water that's not really there, but is there. I mean, they just have a similar name, but. I mean, yeah, but that's what made me think of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Skidboards are cool. Yeah. So is Valkyrie. So is Valkyrie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to have fun here. What part of Valkyrie are you most proud of and why? They said, personally, I'm super proud of our reworked weapons and the new UHMW armor I designed. Both have seemed to work out super well this season. Alex is proud of the aesthetics because it looks like a spaceship and it's pretty. Nice. And I was like... Hell yeah, it looks like a spaceship and it's pretty. It looks really good this year. Now, I didn't even realize that they had UHMW armor. 
I didn't either. I'm going to have to pay closer attention. I think it just looks too much like a spaceship for me to realise where that is. Yes. They've, they've decorated it really nicely. It looks a lot like metal. Yeah. <laughs> What's the biggest takeaway from this season in particular? Either in experience or new faults revealed. Biggest takeaway? Long Beach in October is too hot. Yeah. I think they had a heat wave. I read in a different thread that there was a heat wave. I can't even begin to imagine being in the pits at that point in time. Oh, the absolute pits. That's the, what it would be. It would be. And you'd have sweaty pits. You don't want sweaty pits in the pits. <laughs> it's very distracting. For experience, we have the two weapon controller failure modes pretty well defined. So we're working on improving that. Did Victor Soto give you the backplate of Rotator after... And if so, is it now part of a wall of fame somewhere? Victor did give them the backplate of yes. Rotator. Well, they deserve it. Yes. I it, like that. Yeah, I know. I think I, I didn't mention it, but uh, Gruff also has the bar off of Bloodsport. Oh, I love that. that. Yeah, that they broke. So that's nice. Yeah, Victor did give it to him. It currently lives with all of their stuff in storage. It's hidden due to spoilers at our makerspace and COVID protocols. We had a long design comparison chat back and forth after two. There are some design iterations in our weapon assembly that are very similar to how Victor did his. It was super cool when engineers converge to a similar design. Yeah, that means you're doing something right if you both end up at the, the same solve for the problem. Yeah, exactly. And you were just working separately. That's cool. Yeah, I like it. But I'm happy that they got that rotator back plate because I remember eyeing that off being like, I hope they get that. Yeah, what you a- did say that after the match. Yeah. They certainly earned it. Yeah, and what a perf- It says rotator on it. Like, it's just too good. It's great. Yeah. Okay, best story from the pits. They like that they used Dr. Teeth as a dining table. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Dr. Teeth? Yeah, so like one of their- Oh, yeah, Dr. Cavity? No, they said Dr. Teeth. They said Dr. Teeth. Maybe it has two names. Maybe there's a Dr. Teeth and a Dr. Cavity. Possibly, but I can see that big spinning weapon, the big circular weapon being a great dining table. Yeah. That'd be beautiful. Just put a piece of glass over it. I know. Very nice. They should sell that. They should. (laughs) Uh, And then they also said watching Black Dragon mimic being Chomp was pretty great. Oh, I love that little clip. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Yeah, but they just really enjoyed watching Black Dragon exist in the pits. They always had a lot of energy, they said. So yeah. That's really fun. That is fun. And I could totally picture that. Black Dragon are one of those teams where you can just tell that they never stop. I think they would have been surviving the heat. Oh, Brazil would be hot as hell anyway, so. You would, you, you get the, you get the feeling that Brazil is very hot. I haven't been there, but it looks hot. It looks, it's tropical. Like, that's where the Amazon is. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. It's got to be humid as heck there. Valkyrie seems to be more powerful and at the same time more reliable this year. What, if any, changes have you made that would lead to that? We did a lot of electrical testing and validation in the off-season. We made improvements to the structure of our drivetrain and weapon to prevent them from failing, things we learned from last year. And we did a lot of testing to improve our traction so we can control Valkyrie better in the box. And then someone asked, if you could have a do-over in one fight ever, which would it be and why? We do a redo with Lockjaw fight now that we have a better bar with Sweet Caroline. Yeah, they would 
definitely do some serious damage to Lockjaw. Oh, yeah. Since Valkyrie is based off Norse mythology, if you could make another bot off that theme, what would you? What would it be called and what would it look like? And they said Hela, Hela, the goddess of the underworld. Ooh. And it would shoot spikes and fire. I mean, that's very ambitious. I know. <laughs> I like that, though. What would be Valkyrie's perfect opponent? We love fighting our friends. Huge, Ribot, P1, and Shatter. What is the top speed they can drive at? 18 miles per hour. And what is... My final question for Valkyrie is, what is your favorite of your seven blades? For most of us, it's Glory. Because it's amazing. It also took a lot of work from Amanda to build the teeth back up. And she does a crazy wheelie dance. So A crazy wheelie dance? Crazy oh, wheelie dance. Oh, you mean Valkyrie does. Yeah, when she's got glory on. Yeah. And then Amanda said Sour Caroline. Because she puts a whole lot of work into making it. So... Yeah, right. Yeah. Sour Caroline. I'm not sure I know which one that is. I'm not sure I know which one it is. Because there's Sweet Caroline. Yeah. And there's Sour Caroline. Yeah. Interesting. We're going to have to relook at the picture of Valkyrie's Blades. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah Valkyrie has just been an amazing robot this year. They've they've come so far. Honestly. I'd say they're definitely runner-up for most improved bot. No doubt. All right. I've got Hypershock here. Cool. <laughs> there was an right. overwhelming amount of questions for Hypershock. I, at some point, I just gave up scrolling, so I'm sure I missed some gems down the bottom of this thread because they, they were all mostly gems. It was quite good. So first of all, before the questions, there was an album, an amazing album linked, showing pictures of the core of Hypershock. I gave you a look at this, Tigo. It holds all the batteries and the the ESCs, which if you don't know what that is, it's a electronic... Oh, f- speed controller! Electronic speed controller. <laughs> My brain just blanking there. <laughs> they control the, the drive and weapon motors, and the drive and weapon motors in Hypershock are actually the same kind of motor, which I found interesting. They use Tramper VESCs, and I had to look this up too. VESC is an open source speed controller, and it's really hot in electronic skateboarding right now. Tramper is an electronic skateboard brand. So, so, so what, what you can gather from this is that Hypershock is an electronic skateboard that has been weaponized. I love that. <laughs> it's, yeah. I don't know. I want to see someone do a kickflip on Hypershock. Right? I want to see someone do a kickflip on Hypershock. Someone or... pop shove it on Hypershock. <laughs> exactly. You want to do a Christ air on Hypershock? <laughs> Christ air. <laughs> oh, wow. What are some other skateboarding tricks that you know? I know no skateboarding. Do I... a coffin on a Hypershock? <laughs> How do you know so many skate... I played a lot of Tony Hawk growing up. Okay. <laughs> Well, the first question at the very top of the thread, which it had to be, I, I don't actually understand where this has come from. If you have the inside scoop on this, please write us in to bots, bots, bots. Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, Tegan. <laughs> I just second guess myself halfway through no, the email every time. Every time. Uh, yeah, please write us in. But somebody asked, what does Will Bales truly smell like? Oh. And have you caught wind of this? Have you caught a whiff of this? I've never been Everyone is him. always asking what Will Bale really smells like. Surely it's like... It's like a long-running thing. I read it everywhere. Surely it's burnt-out motors or something. Well, the answer given here was Chipotle and cutting fluid. <laughs> <laughs> that seems more accurate. Yeah, that does seem pretty accurate. Uh, funny stories from the pits this year. So, I get the feeling Craig Danby is like a prank master. And Craig Danby... 
hot is glue. Is this the Axe Backwards Man? No, Craig Danby is Mobot. Oh, right. Okay, okay. And yeah, I think what happened is that somebody pranked Craig and he assumed it was Hypershock and wanted to prank them back, even though they hadn't. So they were really confused when they came back and all of their tools and robot parts had been hot glued to their table, <laughs> including the two hot glue guns. <laughs> So good. We're just like, how do you how do you hot glue that? I get you could hot glue one of the hot glue guns, and then I guess you could do a big puddle and shove the other one in. But that's pretty how, good. How? Well, hang on. My question is, why does Hypershock have hot glue at the pit station? Yeah, that Are is they also hot gluing a, their robot back together. That is a great question <laughs> that I didn't consider. Is why do you even have hot glue as a combat <laughs> robot? <laughs> that just feels like a, that's probably why they didn't work at some points. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very concerned. <laughs> what is the hot glue for, Will? Oh, but I love that, though. I it, love a good little prank. I mean, hot glue gun should just be an essential tool in anyone's kit. Look, I agree. Uh, somebody asked, is there any chance Hypershock will be done in time for shipping to next season? To which they replied, we are a firm believers in JIT, which is just in time, robot building. If you're not building your robot as you walk up to the battle box, you're just being inefficient. We're able to use these time savings to focus on shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Which seems like they have their priorities super in order. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's... No, that's appropriate. And what a business savvy answer to give. (laughs) Yeah. You'll like this one, though. If gone the way of automotive development, what would the Hypershock yellow paint be dubbed? And they replied, Retina Searing Yellow. (laughs) Oh, that's that's really good. Which is a nice name. Yeah, I like that. Uh, There was a question about all the Easter eggs hidden on Hypershock. You know, like all of the like little decals that say no step and stuff. And oh, yeah. I think there's a dinosaur somewhere. They have a whole QR code. Yeah, they have a whole QR code on the bottom as well. They, they said there are little jokes all over the robot, right down to the PCBs, which have penises and smiley faces on them. <laughs> so <laughs> I love this team. <laughs> yeah, this team is just the best. There was so much more, but that, that's all I've got. Oh, uh, that's so good. Seriously, go have a fun time reading through Hypershock's AMA. That's It is a good one. Yeah, I do recommend it. <laughs> that's so funny. I love that robot. All right. Who you got, Tigo? I have Sawblaze. Ooh, interesting. Yes, all right. The MIT dynasty. Apparently, yes. Yes. I always forget about what schools people went to. So what would you say Sawblaze's biggest weakness is? This is important. Need answers quickly. Lol. (laughs) Lol. Hi, Aaron from Tantrum. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) 90% of our movesets are predicted on winning the ground game. So... (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. So Tantrum's just trying to get Yeah, some... trying to get some inside scoop there. I love that. I love the cheeky yeah. banter. Yeah. What changes to the robot and your strategy did you attribute to your most recent win against Witch Doctor after they beat you last year? We were further apart from them in the pits this year, and the running theory is that they can't hex or jinx people unless they're consistently in their line of sight. We also burnt some sage with proper PPE for the good luck prior to the fight. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you got to really protect yourself in all the ways. I know. I feel like Witch Doctor definitely because of like they give off that vibe, but no doubt they'd be like people would think that there's some kind of hex or jinx around. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, though. I love the proper PPE to burn some sage. 
what do you want to talk about but haven't been asked the right question yet? That's always the best question. I know. In any AMA. In fact, I'm sad that it's not in all of them. I know. The most difficult part, and at least in recent years, is the special fuel tank mixture to get that magical green flame. Oh, it is so good. Yeah. This is a good question. There is a very exact, precise science that our flamethrower specialists on the team have to carefully measure out and create. So there's like, I don't know what... Drop the recipe, Jameson. Yeah, but I feel like that's our man, John Mayo, is in charge of the flamethrower. Like he's the flamethrower specialist on the team. At least one of What's your take on the arena hazards in BattleBots? Are they something you designed the bot to take advantage of? If BattleBots added more arena hazards, what would you want? What would be more beneficial to Sawblaze? More saws, please. <laughs> yes, I love the kill saws. And this is interesting, actually. I was watching an older Comedy Central era BattleBots match, and they had an arena hazard that they don't have anymore, but I love it. It's just a circle, like... Sort of sewer grate, uh, sewer grate, yeah, yeah, like a manhole, yeah, like a manhole cover sized circle of the arena that just spins, like it's just a spinny plate. So if you drive on it, you just get spun around. That's fun. That's hilarious, right? (laughs) It's just like more of that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crowded already, but but yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, I should have one of those (laughs) at least. Um, they say that they're always most worried about not the saws themselves, but the saw slots. Yeah, the saw slots are the real hazard in the whole battle box. I think they've done more. They have stopped more robots and therefore created more damage to bots than any other arena hazard. Yeah, I know. Yes, very, very much. It's those kill saw slots. Yeah. Uh, they also said getting jammed in the screws or under the wall. Both of the latter have happened to us, so we designed to prevent that. Well, that's good. Yeah. What improvements are being planned for Sawblaze next season? More propane and propane accessories. (laughs) Yes. I love a good King of the Hill reference. Yeah. Of course you learn a lot from, from losses, but have there been any time you've been absolutely dominated in the ring, and what did that experience teach you? Um, and then someone just replied as if they weren't asking about robots. One oh. of the teammates was just like, was in a dorm room <laughs> boxing match as a freshman, got close to a knockout. <laughs> no, got close to knocked out, taught me to keep my hands up and to try not to hit my opponent and to try to hit my opponent in the ribs. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, cool, thanks. Yeah. That's that's the kind of answer you're looking for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't forget to keep your hands up. Yeah. That's important. Hit the opponent in the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> if Sawblaze couldn't be dragon themed, what other theme would you choose? And they said ninja themed. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see Sawblaze being very ninja themed actually. They're like all black and sleek and Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, they could totally pivot to that really easily. No doubt. What was going through your head after that uppercut fight? Jameson replied saying, For me, a lot of disappointment. While it was one thing to be happy for my bud Alex, I expected a lot more of myself for all of the hype we got. I don't mind losing, but that was not even a fight. Which just made me incredibly sad. Yeah, look, everyone loved that. Like, that is one of my most memorable parts of this whole season. Sometimes you don't get a full three-minute fight, and you always want a full three-minute fight, but 
I think that was incredible, you yeah. know, and I mean, look at Sawblaze go. Yeah, and then someone else from the team just said, that's not something FlexTape could fix. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a lot of damage, but maybe <laughs> yeah. even too much. I know. All right, and I got one last question for from the AMA for Sawblaze, and it's Shrek 1, Shrek 2, or the B-movie. Ooh. And the theorem is Shrek 1 is the best. Proof, Shrek is love, Shrek is life. <laughs> yeah, that that's the correct answer. Yeah. Whether you like jazz or not, it's Shrek 1 for life. All right, I've got Shatter here, and I'm just going to jump right into it. How many iterations of Shatter have there been? Take a guess. Four. Oh, you guessed right. Hell so- yeah! <laughs> Sorry. I had coffee. I don't mean to be so loud. (laughs) Yeah, oh boy. (laughs) In 2016, the version one was called Mega Melvin, and they were competing in Orlando. From there, it continued to fight at Robo Games, King of Bots. This is fighting robots. It was called Blue at one point. And in 2020, they're finally at version four called Shatter. And yeah, 4.0. Hell yeah, smashed it. Look at me go. I'm winning this trivia. You were winning. All right, <laughs> let's 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 answer this one. What improvements will they make next year, Tegan? They're going to make the hammer fire faster. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to make the hammer... Uh, somebody asked actually about the, the hammer return, and they said that Paul was controlling the hammer this year and said it's a tricky issue because they need to be able to fire it full force backwards to self-right but they need to be able to fire it backwards gently to reset. And this was his first time working the hammer, so it took him some time to get used to, which is something we noticed, I think, in those earlier fights. Yeah, no, they were definitely um, less controlled than usual. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I think that's something that was just a getting used to controlling the robot throughout the season issue. However, they have an electrical engineer on the team now, and they're working on a custom transmitter that has that can return the hammer automatically but still allow them to fire it full force and self-right. Well, that's cool. Working on a custom controller. Yeah, that that's really cool. So the controller will send the signal to send the hammer back gently after they fire. So that could be really good for them just having that perfect reset. Yeah, that'd be nice. How much power is in the hammer? Go hey, on, take um, a yeah. All right, <laughs> take a guess. Um, that hammer can open seventeen pickle jars. Seventeen pickle jars. That is correct. Around two kilojoules, uh, which is yes! small compared to spinners, but high when targeted at an opponent's weaker top armor. So yeah, two kilojoules. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. I think. Somebody asked what inspired the ablative UHMW armor. Uh, one of the teammates had a large sheet of it left over as scrap from a work project. They decided to use it in 2017 in China, and it worked great against 2BBQ, which is uh, China's most deadly vertical spinner, and it also is translated as Barbecue Judge, which is just a great name for a robot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they said that they're not the first to use plastic armor like this, and they stated they think... Bambulance, is, which is a Captain Shredderator team bot, was maybe the first. Yeah, right. So, yeah, look Bambulance up. It's a fun robot. When asked about a dream fight, they said they always asked to fight Ray, which, of course. Everyone wants to fight Ray. I think you want to fight Ray until you don't, but I would really like to see how Shadow's armor does. There is a real estate in Australia called Ray White, and now every time I look at it, all I think is Ray Billings. <laughs> but it's just on the front of houses, and I'm like, 
What's Ray doing there? Everything reminds me of Ray. Ray of sunshine, radios. <laughs> Stingrays. <laughs> I just always want to fight Ray. Radiators. <laughs> All right. No, someone, final question here from Chatter. Someone asked, what are they going to do to one-up Chomp uh, in terms of it being an over-engineered thing? Because I think they were they were saying Shadow was kind of over-engineered, but... I think they replied Shadow was the perfect amount of engineered in terms of their hammer and armor. But they said that they have a walker designed and ready, but they don't have the budget yet. They did say, though, that it would be absolutely insane. Jaws on the floor nuts. So <laughs> I would love to see this walker. Yeah. Walker hammer bots. Yeah. What's yes, please. On? I mean, I don't know if it's a hammer bot. Maybe it's a walker spinner. Who knows? But that's crazy. Bring on more walkers. Yeah, I agree. There you go. That's all I got. Uh, maybe we should take a quick break. This episode's already going for a while. Yeah, we'll put, some, we'll put a information. little break here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't necessarily have to have a break, but we'll let the audience have a break. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. <laughs> All right, that's the break. <laughs> I hope you had a good break. <laughs> we did nothing. I just kind of shut up for three what, seconds. What did I just put in the break? Um, you just put our song and, yeah, you just kind of put just our like song. Just, like, quietly and with, like, just some bird noises in the background. Yeah, that sounds relaxing. I mean, that, that sounds nice. relaxing in theory. <laughs> Who knows it sounds how it sounds Depend- on the podcast. Depends what kind of bird noises you've going to put in. <laughs> yeah, there are many. There might be... Some rambunctious birds. You might have had a stressful break. So, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Who you got for us, Tigo? I got Bloodsport AMA. I don't have that many from them, uh, but let me just dive right on in. Was the weapon working 100% in the tantrum fight? I couldn't tell if it was spinning up slow or if tantrum just wouldn't give you any breathing room. They said, a little of both. We were still facing some spin-up issues, which we weren't able to diagnose or properly fix, which plagued us during the Kronos fight as well. Oh, interesting. Tantrum was keeping on us sometimes, but we also should have been able to spin up far more reliably. So... Yeah, it seems like they were really having some struggles, that fight. You guys have a lot of bars. Which ones are your favorites to use? Uh, Nick said that he likes the look of the disc on top. And then Seth said, personally, I love the look of the thick bar, which is spelt T-H-I-C-C. Of course it is. The thick bar and the all black and red paint. really puts the fear in our vertical spinner's opponents. And then Justin said, disc won my heart this season. It was originally something I didn't really expect to ever use, but it ended up performing incredibly well on our first fight and really gave us a ton of data to go off. The disc was awesome. The disc was amazing. Yeah. I think the tri-bar sort of really heavy one looks the best and scariest, but the disc is super effective and reliable. Speaking of the tri-bar, how did your blade break against Groff? Oh, yeah. I do want to know this. 
Before diving into the issues on our end, I think a lot of the credit here needs to go to Groff. They are built like an absolute tank and the chocolate bars welded onto their rigid steel unibody frame created a worst case scenario hit in a way that pretty much no other bot can. So, yeah, it's just... Just Groff. Just Groff. Groff's chocolate bars is the answer. They really... Yeah, they really just put the perfect armor package on. Yeah. And then they're also saying that they felt like they had similar issues to Witch Doctor, where they just used the wrong material for the weapon, but they pretty much just were like, it was Groff. Groff is just too tough. Yeah, Groff too tough. Groff too tough. Why do your wedgelets always come off? That's a great question. I also have this question. The wedgelets are actually designed to come off. Oh, okay. Well, then they're working as intended. Well, actually, they said, but definitely they came off way too easily. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it seemed like they just had a bolt. I don't know. They were just falling off all over the place, which is pretty funny, to be honest. So they were designed to come off, but not that easily. Look, an improvement to make for next year. Yeah. What are their favorite animes? Okay. Let me tell you. That was in a few other... That was in the Hypershock thread too, and their answer was King of the Hill. So... That's not an anime. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Seth said Full Metal Alchemist. A good one. Nick said Cowboy Bebop. An even better one. And Aaron said Samurai Champloo. I don't know that one. I think I have seen that one. Not a lot, though. If BattleBots brings back the 2v2 battles, who would you want to team up with? And they said they would team up with their good friends Endgame, and they would also love to team up with Duck. Yes. Actually, Bloodsport Duck duo is an awesome duo. I know, right? It's like, I take the hits, and then you come in for the finisher. Yeah, they said the billet supremacy, so... (laughs) That's nice. I, I could see Duck going really well with Mad Catter as well. That's yeah. That's a cute matchup. Oh, it's just two animals hanging out, being best who would, friends. Who would, Ray, who would Ray go with? No probably, one. No, Bronco. It would have to be the OG. Oh, yeah. No, you're probably the right The OG there. scary team. Yeah. It's like, I flip you and I flip you into the blade. <laughs> Are you guys going to fix the issues of your weapons overheating? And to that, they simply replied with that typed out emoji of the shrugging man. The shrug, the shrugging emoji. The shrugging emoji. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fair. And then someone asked, this is the last one that I had. There was a bunch of other questions, but we're running the time. Guys, the time. Guys, the time. Um, someone asked, do you like camping? And Justin said, I like to go, I like to rock climb. So I generally camp as a result of that. So yeah. Though with COVID and BattleBots, it's been far too long since I've been out on a nice getaway, looking forward to something out in the Red Rocks or Yosemite. I know how to say it, but I can't say it. Yosemite. That's not how you say it. (laughs) It's like like Yosemite or something. Yosemite. Yosemite. Yosemite, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I'm just a fool and I said Yosemite. (laughs) Like, like, bloody Yosmite, mate. Like, going going over to Yosmite. It's like how people say, um, Melbourne. Oh, Mel- Melbourne? <laughs> it's Melbourne. It's Melbourne. Um, yeah, so Red Rocks or Yosemite, um, I still can't say it properly, um, this summer, which I thought was really fun to know that Justin likes to go rock climbing. And, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then Seth said he's done it previous few times, but always a precious few times, but always enjoyed it. Nick said camping with good friends is great. It's been too long since I've had a proper camping trip. So me too, Nick. Yeah, me 
Me too. We need to go on a camping trip. I agree. I used to go camping every school holidays when I grew up. Oh, jealous. Yeah, it was mad. My dad was a very big outdoorsman. Yeah, your dad is a big outdoorsman. Yeah. I mean, your family has a farm, so that's yeah. pretty much as outdoorsman as you can get. Yeah. Well, it's up there. It's pretty close. Yeah, we did a lot of camping when I was growing up. I got chased by a lot of geese. <laughs> that's how you know you've had a good childhood, <laughs> is the amount of memories you have being chased by geese. Chased by a lot of geese, caught a lot of eels in a river. Oh. Jumped off some bridges into some water, got a lot of... Uh, Road rash from crashing my bike down big hills. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, you know, just general camping just fun time vibes. Let's do it again. Usual fun outdoor rough nut child activities. Yeah. I have split my head open four times. Oh, dear. <laughs> we need to, yeah, maybe you're doing better these days. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I sprained my ankle <laughs> very recently. Anyway, so that's all I got. All right, well... I've got my last one here. How? Yeah, I had I had less than you in the end. Well, hang on, maybe because your last one is really good. My last one is pretty good. So let me do the bot whisperer first. All right, do the bot whisperer, and then we'll, you can have a twofer. I'll do here, a twofer, and then I'll finish up. All right, that sounds good. Okay, I've been looking forward to this one. I've been looking forward to hearing it. So that's okay. I'm making myself wait. <laughs> No, I mean your one. Oh, okay, cool. My oh, last... No, I was talking about yours. <laughs> yeah, my last one is Tombstone. Okay. What is it like in front of the camera instead of behind? I was already very familiar with being in front of a camera from puppeteering for movies and TV. Puppeteering? I know! But it's usually my hand in the puppet and not my face. So I didn't know that he was a puppeteer. That is so good. I know! Not just the bot whisperer, also the puppet whisperer. That is great. I know. Now I really want to know what, like, what did he work on? Yeah. I have to figure that out. Let's get on his IMDb page. Yeah, he probably has one. He probably does. I mean, he's on TV, so. Yeah, I feel like as soon as you're on TV, you have an IMDb page. Even if you're like some weird extra at the back of a plane, it's like, I was sitting at row yeah. Z in <laughs> seat five. Like, <laughs> It is good. What is your favorite type of bot? He loves walkers. Yes. He sees them as the ultimate future of the sport. Really? Yeah. There does imagine, imagine like an all walker class. That is the dream, right? That is hectic. Because most walkers, like most walkers, I guess, will have their weapons higher on average than wheeled robots. So it's really going to be like the drivetrains aren't going to suffer as much damage. It's going to be like a much longer fight. You might need, like, five-minute rounds for yeah. walker matches, you know? Or it they're could probably be... going to spend two minutes getting to each other. <laughs> or it could be more like a boxing match where it has rounds that go for three minutes a round. You Ooh. get ten rounds and it's a 30-minute fight. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The future of the sport is just fascinating to me. I agree. And, yeah, I'm right here with you, Pete. Walkers for walkers for days. Yeah. Walkers um, for years. Someone asked what his favorite bot is this season. And he's like, uh, do, uh, you, do you really have to ask? No, it's a Rusty, baby. Oh, it's Rusty. He loves Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, someone asked for his favorite driver to watch. And he said, currently for me, it's Matt Vasquez. Oh. He always seems to have whiplash right where his opponent doesn't want him to be. It's incredible. I've watched him last season fight Sal and lose the front right armor panel. And for the rest of the match... 
Matt adjusted to present the remaining left front side to Sao. Skills, baby, skills. So many skills. Yeah. Sao is son of Waiachi, of course. But there are so many amazing drivers. The aggressiveness of Mike from Witch Doctor, the adaptability of Donald from Lockjaw, Jameson with the hard-hitting Sawblaze, Zach from Scorpios, and the speed of Hypershock with Will. Have I said that I have one of the best seats in the house? And then put up like a weird little winking tongue out emoji. Oh, well, just uh. flex on all of us, why don't you? <laughs> he went like this to us all. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad no one at home can see that. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly what he did there. I think Tegan's misrepresenting you. <laughs> oh, no, I, Depend- think it's, I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> someone asked what his favorite fight of this season is, and he said... Rotator versus Valkyrie. Oh, the sparks. Valkyrie doing spark wheelies. Love it. Oh, this! I'm so glad he liked the spark wheelies yeah. as well. That is so cool. That is absolutely my favorite fight from this season too. Yeah, it's amazing. And we haven't watched the final yet, but still. That's true, yeah. Maybe he's just not giving anything away. Maybe. What was your biggest surprise for the season so far? Once again, Rusty. That robot survived, bruised, yes, but still working, and Dave turned out to be great on camera. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Rusty was my... Oh, what a beautiful boy. Rusty was just a gift to BattleBots I, yes, on the whole. wholeheartedly. Rusty and Dave, well done. What is a weapon type that you would like to see represented in BattleBots? And he said, that's a tough one. I would like to see more evenly rounded field of weapons. Diagonal spinners. <laughs> But a good hammer, Shadow Chomp the Blacksmith, I'm looking at you, really makes me happy. Yeah, Shadow has turned me around on Hannibots at the moment. Yeah, I mean, he didn't mention Beta there, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't think he meant anything by it. But <laughs> no. <laughs> um, what would surprise viewers at home about the production? Example, is there a lot of downtime between matches, or Kenny and Chris like to listen to air supply between matches, etc.? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, we try very hard to keep downtime at a minimum. Time equals money. There are times when Trey and the box team have to separate bots from each other, and that can cause downtime. Battery fire too. They eat up time as we clear the arena of smoke. All of this gets edited out from the broadcast. During these downtimes, Kenny likes to run to craft services and get his seventh breakfast burrito of the day. Oh my gosh. Yes, Kenny. You have time. The box is filled with smoke. You have time to get two more burritos. I love that. I love the idea of Kenny just like eating as many breakfast burritos as possible. Yeah, I mean... He works out a lot. You've got to eat a lot of protein. You've got to. You've got to fuel the body. <laughs> Is that something that he said in one of his videos? No, I just <laughs> thought it sounded good in my head. Yeah, it didn't uh, sound... how I do most of podcasting, <laughs> is I just think it sounds good in my head, and then I say it, and I listen back when I'm editing, and I go, ooh, it's not, I don't know about that, but we'll, we'll keep learning as we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all we can do. It's a surreal experience. <laughs> What are your thoughts on the current vertical spinner meta or even the general low ground meta? Yeah, okay. I've never been a big fan of whose wedge is lower. The arena takes a beating with each fight and burrs peel up. Dents happen and the floor plates stop lining up. So when a wedge gets hung up on the floor, it slows the fight down. How do I counter? 
varied terrain floor, bots with suspension. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That is such a good idea. And this was interesting because in the Hypershock AMA, I didn't touch on this point, but somebody asked about whether they would ever try and win the ground game. And their philosophy was just, no, they, they find the challenge more interesting of not focusing on the ground game and just making the bot as good as they can in other ways. Yeah. And, yeah, finding finding new solutions to win so that they don't have to have this competing ground game problem where everyone just ends up getting stuck in the kill sores. So, Hypershock, they would do great in varied terrain ground. Varied terrain floor. Also, bots with suspension. Bots with suspension. That, oh, that's a whole nother class. Imagine huge with giant suspension springs like a truck. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. I mean, this this ties into um wh- what Team Deathroll in their interview with us was talking oh, about. Rumble in the jungle. Yeah, Rumble in the jungle, where the builders are inside of the box and the bots are fighting in all terrain on the outside in a big paddock. <laughs> We'd love that so much. That would be wild. I want to get a battle bot that looks like a quad. Yeah, that would that would be cool. That would be that's sick. a whole theme. Honestly, you could just base a bot around having suspension. It <laughs> it wouldn't. It doesn't make any sense to do it. No, but, it doesn't. But, but you still want it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, just monster trucks. Monster trucks. It all comes back round to monster trucks. It is. It's all. <laughs> it's always been about monster <laughs> trucks. <laughs> any builders slash teams that act absolutely nothing like they do on TV. And then he said, Ray and Jake are not villains, IRL. They are great people to sit and have a beer with and shoot the shit. So... I always assumed Ray would be. Yeah, you can tell. He's so lovely. Would I have assumed the same for Jake? No. But it's nice to hear that my assumptions are wrong. Yeah, that, that is good. I Yeah, I think he does. You can tell Jake's playing into the villain card. Oh, absolutely. Like, really a lot. So, <laughs> really too much. So it leads me to believe that he's a very nice person. Yeah. What is production like? 18 hours a day for two weeks, but totally worth it. Yeah, wow. 18 hours a day. Oof. That doesn't leave many hours left. It does not leave many hours, but you can still fit a lot of breakfast burritos in. (laughs) They leave six hours. I mean, I assume the production is 18 hours a day, but not everyone is on for those 18 hours. Like, there are shifts. Nah, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, TV guru. (laughs) And then someone asked, what is your favorite bot and why? He said blacksmith because, duh, flaming hammer. Oh, you know what? We were looking at photos the other day for something we had to make. And the photos of blacksmith are just some of the absolute best photos of BattleBots in general. No doubt about it. That flame arc is beautiful. I'm almost convinced that the bot was just designed to look great in pictures for promotional material. And it has worked a treat. It has done amazing. It looks so good. Someone asked what his favourite anime is. Of course. He said Akira, like there's any other. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. I think my favourite anime is Ghost in the Shell. Or, I don't know, I need to think about that longer, but I'm a big Ghost in the Shell fan. It's pretty cool. I think my favourite anime is probably One Piece. I love that show. Yeah, One Piece is good. I wish I had the time in this lifetime to watch it. My brother has watched every single episode. That's too much. We did start watching it when we were in high school and he just never stopped. Yeah, I'm sure he's still going, right? Yeah, he is absolutely (laughs) still going. Uh, I also really enjoyed watching Naruto growing up. That was always good. Yeah, Naruto seems fun. I haven't got into it. I don't know if it counts as an anime, but Avatar is just awesome. Oh, Avatar's great. Yeah. 
I'm telling The Last Airbender, I think I've watched like 15 times. It's a good one. Yeah. Are there any rule changes that you'd like to see? For instance, do you think there's room for loosening the restrictions on flame or projectile weapons? Ooh, yeah. I would like his input. He said, flame and projectiles always fall under, fall under if it's safe for the arena. Okay. Flame on the, gra- on the, flame on the glass weakens it. We know that parts of the robot hit the glass once a while, but a projectile has highly likelihood of hitting the glass. Yeah. Yes, I want to see more flame and more varieties of weapon, but only if the box can contain them. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, maybe one day the box will get a major overhaul and we'll be able to have more dangerous weapons. Yeah. We can only hope. And then someone asked... Which bot do you think is the most underrated bot this season? Good question. He said Tantrum. Yeah, I've, I'm blown away by Tantrum this season. I completely agree. I feel like Tantrum has been completely looked over. Yeah, it, it's so it's so zippy and it's so hardy. And that weapon actually does some serious damage. I think people don't realize how much damage the weapon does because it doesn't, you know, shoot big sparks and it doesn't... And it's not as chunky and as big as other robots Yeah, you ones. don't realise what it's doing. Yeah. But it's doing damage. I mean, it's winning all of its fights. So. Except for that Valkyrie one, yeah. Yeah, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It's still in it. It's still in it. I'm proud of the little bot that could. Last question I have for the Bot Whisperer is, has there been any judge's decision that you strongly disagreed with Ooh. And the answer to that is Rotator versus Beta. Ooh. He feels like it was Rotator's win. All right, all right. Controversial. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll be a judge one day, P. I think he would make a good replacement judge. He knows so much about the sport. I've been really enjoying his insights this year. Yeah, hopefully we get to see him back next year. He's not sure if he's allowed back yet, but... Oh, I think he's a hit. I think he's an instant hit. I agree. All right, Tegan, the time has come. For me to lip sync for my life. <laughs> That's copyright. I'm pretty sure we're going to get sued now. <laughs> no, the time has come for you to listen to me talk about Tombstone. Yeah, cool. All right. So the first question, of course, what caused the weapon to stop against Black Dragon? Unfortunately, it was just a wire that disconnected. No real damage, honestly. Isn't that the world's most frustrating thing in the world? That's BattleBots, you know? Yeah. Some, sometimes it's just not your fight. Just a single wire can really end you the match. That's so frustrating. Yeah, I can't imagine how frustrating that would be for Ray. Uh, I'm frustrated for him, absolutely. Like, that's just... I think it's it's really, from the rest of this thread, I get the feeling it's lit a fire under him a little bit. And that I think has been burning for years, but he has some plans. So somebody asked, changes for next year... His answer was, we're going to make a few changes to the frame and weapon system. I don't want to stop spinning ever. (laughs) (laughs) So, just till the end of time there. Yeah, all right. I can look. If there's one man that can do it, it's Ray. Yeah, if there's... I think we're going to see a very powerful tombstone next year if everything goes to plan. Uh, Somebody asked about hobbies outside of robot combat. Ray likes to go fush... Fushing? <laughs> Ray, Ray likes to go fishing. Uh, he's looking forward to halibut and striped bass season this spring. Further down the thread, he mentioned gardening. Yeah, you good? <laughs> fushing? <laughs> yeah, f- fushing. It's... Fushing. I'm going to have to ask my dad how he went with fushing this week. <laughs> 
I don't think he'll understand. He will not. Oh, that's good. Oh, no, I love that he goes fishing, though. That makes me... And gardening. Gardening is good. These are both very wholesome things to do. There's something about fishing that is, um, although I will never have the patience for it, it's so relaxing. It's also a bit gruesome. It can be, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. You're just chilling out by some water. Yeah, I like that part of fishing, you know? I like being in a boat or whatever and just enjoying nature. Yeah. And then you catch a fish and then you go, oh, no. Yeah, and it ruins your day. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have to do something. (laughs) So somebody asked, would it be cool if the Undertaker's theme played when you entered the arena, which is obviously the most appropriate theme. Yes, absolutely. Ray's response was, anything Undertaker related is obviously cool. (laughs) When is Ray going to dress up as the Undertaker? (laughs) Oh, they really need to do it. (laughs) And like do the full like lights. I mean, he doesn't really. And the mist. And then he rises up from the middle of the box. <laughs> <laughs> they could do the full lights and the mist. I don't think he needs any any different outfit to be intimidating. Oh, no, no. Just Maybe a, just the hat, though. <laughs> just a hardcore robotics shirt and the hat. Yeah, yeah the hat, for sure. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So, with so many people bringing an armor wedge just for Tombstone, are you considering a new design or some additional mobility for when the weapon fails? Ray wrote... Honestly, it's sort of flattering that every bot in the pits has gone to the trouble to make some sort of armor package for me. Uh, He went on to say a lot more, but he added at the end, My off-season work is going to center around making sure the weapon never fails, ever. If I'm spinning, I'm winning. (laughs) I mean, look, this is true. The only time we really see um, Tombstone lose... Yeah, is when the weapon goes down. When the weapon goes down, or when Endgame just... Punts them out of the arena. Punts that was actually the, the first time Toonstone has ever been knocked out of the arena. Hectic. Yeah, so well done, Endgame. That is a And a they're not first. even a flipper bot. <laughs> yeah, and they're not even a flipper bot. It's wild. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Okay, that's cool. I love that he's just like, nah, look, I'm just going to make sure the weapon doesn't fail ever again. And I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> there was another issue that I had written further down here, but it kind of makes sense to put it here. So... Does Ray have plans to solve the issue of his own weapon dragging the opponent into his right side wheel? So that's another thing that we ah, see Tombstone yeah, fail yeah. often. And we, yeah, we saw it a bit this season is that, yeah, the other robot will get dragged into his, often with their weapon hitting his right side wheel. So he said he does have some plans to address this, but doesn't want to address them publicly yet. So. I think they have maybe a, a slight tweak on the frame design. Interesting. That, to mitigate this. I, he said that they can't afford the weight to put armor there around that wheel, but... They do have the world's have most plan. exposed wheels. Yeah, he has the world's most exposed wheel, but it's that right wheel that always takes the brunt of it. Yeah. Just with the way the weapon spins. Maybe he'll put some kind of wheel replacement mechanism in. So that wheel will get ejected once it's <laughs> once it's injured and a new one will a new wheel will just pop, pop out. out and take its place <laughs> yeah that seems really weight efficient <laughs> no i think it's going to be more like a ramp so you just get ramped oh yeah i don't know who knows what it is he's an engineer not me <laughs> maybe with that attitude <laughs> <laughs> do you like cheese <laughs> there's someone that just i think it must be the same person that just always asks do you like cheese in yeah, all of I these AMAs. Cheese. Uh, yeah, I love cheese too. When are we going to do an AMA? <laughs> oh, 
probably take a few more years. <laughs> Don't know. We've got a solid 50 fans at this point. Ray's answer was depends. On a hamburger, yes. As an abstract art after my cat threw it up on the floor, no. <laughs> so, sorry about your floor, but maybe that's karma for the battle box floor. Hey, also, what's your cat's name, dude? Yeah, I wonder what Ray's cat's name is. The Reaper. <laughs> when you run a lighter weapon, do you add anything to replace that weight? I have different weight weapons, tyres and armour packages, so it's always a mix, and he doubts Tombstone is ever more than a few pounds from max weight in any given fight. Yeah, right. Where did the design for Tombstone come from? So back in the Comedy Central era, there was a bot called Marvel of Engineering, or M-O-E, Mo. Perfect name for a robot. Yeah, you should look it up. I might leave a link in the description to this one. It does look like a a proto-era tombstone. You could see it had a lot of potential, but it needed to devote more weight to its weapon. (laughs) And this is where his thought started. Yeah, cool. I love the idea of being like, oh, that's all right. But what if it was more? What if it was more? (laughs) What if the weapon was even more destructive? And what if it never stopped spinning? And what if it never... (laughs) That's where he's up to now. (laughs) (laughs) The next, the next iteration will be, what if it was also on fire? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I can't see him bringing flames to Tombstone. It's a very minimalist design philosophy. Yeah. Just maximum kinetic energy. Yeah. So, Tyler, this is my last question here. Tyler, aka Captain Doom, asked, who would win in a bar fight between Jack Skellington or Iron Man? <laughs> Tyler, thank you for asking the heavy-hitting questions. This is the most... How could you ask something so brave yet so controversial? Exactly. I have left the most important question of this whole episode to last. <laughs> now, what, what is your... The answer... All right. The answer that Ray gave... The Bone Daddy. <laughs> of course, the Bone Daddy. <laughs> so... <laughs> So that's interesting. I don't know what to really take away from this, other than Jack Skellington is known in the Bone Daddy and the Billings household. That's wild. Um, why? I want to know why would he win against Iron Man? I think I don't. I is he watched, magic? Is it the Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that in a long time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jack Skellington is magic, right? Is he magic? I think so. He Man, definitely it's... exists in a magical realm. He is an enchanted skeleton person with a pumpkin head. Uh, he has a skull head. Does he? Oh, he's just a—he's the Bone Daddy. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, just I haven't watched skeleton. it in that long. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a very long time. It scared the absolute crap out of me as a child. Yeah, Iron Man. Tony Stark's got nothing for magic against magic. Yeah, probably. Especially dark, evil. Bone Daddy magic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that takes us to the end. We did it. We did it. We better wrap this up quick, Tegan. It's a very long episode. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Cool. All right. This was our way too long AMA episode because we were really lazy and didn't do them any other time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did them today. We did them today and... I'm never going to let my homework pile up like that again. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there is some more. Maybe we'll have... There's more to come out yet, so I don't know. Maybe we'll catch some up. I think, unfortunately, we didn't get to Copperhead today. Yeah, we didn't get to, like, P1. We or... didn't get to Pain Train. Yeah. There are so many. There's too many. There are 68, 69 robots. It's too many robots. It's way too and many And at robots. the same time, it's not enough robots. I know. <laughs> 
Well, I can't believe that the next episode is going to be us recounting what our thoughts and opinions were of the final of BattleBots. Tegan, I am so excited. I'm so excited. It's going to be a good night. It's going to be excellent. I cannot wait. It's only a couple of days away. Oh, boy. Okay. So, you can chat to us on Instagram at botsbotsbots.podcast. You can find us on the Facebook, on the Twitter. You can send us an email. That's botsbotsbotspodcast at gmail.com. That's, that's the one. That's the one <laughs> that Spike can never seem to remember, even though he's the one that set it up. In the first place. <laughs> uh, yeah, so come have a chat. Also, tell a friend about this podcast. I know that we're coming to an end of this season of BattleBots, but just make them watch it all and listen to us. Hey, how's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, could be good. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, we have a donation link. It's in the show notes. It's also at buymeacoffee.com slash bots, bots, bots. Really helps us anything you can give at the same time. Uh, no pressure to give anything. If you have no money to give, that's fine. But if you could rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, yeah, that, that helps in some crazy way. We'll never understand. The algorithms. They're not something I know about, but they're Ooh. out there. No, you're scaring me. The algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Spike Tickner. I'm Tegan Kinder. We're Butts, Butts, Butts. Yay. We'll see you at the final. Oh, my God. What time is it? It's time to go to bed. It's yeah, it's time to go to bed. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Don't let the bed bugs bite.